Does everybody know what time it is? Three in the morning, please stop snoring. I'm sorry, I'm just dreaming about the Oak Ridge Boys and it's grunt work. A good job in the city. Grunt working for the tool man every night and day. And I never lost one minute of sleeping worrying about the way Al's snoring might have been. Big RV keep on turning. Loud Timmy kept on yearning for a different vacation. And we're rafting, rafting, rafting on the river. Because you're listening to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that periodically spends like six months not talking about Home Improvement. I'm your host, Truman the Up a Creek Man Caps, and with me, as always, is Landon the Without a Paddle Man Solano. And <laughs> Landon, it's great yeah. to see you once again. It's great to be back for season eight. I have a few questions just right off the gate. Can you just, in doing a parody of a song, can you just insert an entire kind of parenthetical in there? Uh, you know, I asked myself that same question earlier today when I was writing it, and I decided, yes, I, I could, because in adding a parenthetical, even if it completely breaks up the flow of the parody, is better yeah. than me trying to think of something that rhymes with burning, uh, or, or turning at least, but, uh, you know, but also encapsulates the fact that Tim does not want to be whitewater rafting in this episode. I I'm rusty, I, folks. I also take umbrage with... Uh, the the concept that we are working for the tool man. <laughs> it feels like we are. It, I, it, it who, does. Who do yes. you think got the money when we bought the DVDs? <laughs> who do you yeah. think got the money when we rented Jungle to Jungle or or whatever no. or or bought for richer or poorer on Amazon? The tool man is is getting his cut from this show, even if he wouldn't yeah. like what we're saying about him. Well, and uh, especially this episode um which i'll get into in a little bit but we got some preamble <laughs> listen it's been a hot second since we've done a grunt work episode it's it's been one week since we podcasted at you and then some <laughs> i i mean definitely more than one week uh the last i i looked today the last main episode went out uh four months ago okay four okay so yeah like a third of a year <laughs> that we spent between seasons it's over that's a season is do you think that that's longer than the hiatus between season seven and season eight. Uh, about the same, I would think, uh, though half as long or shorter than between the first half of the last season of Breaking Bad and the second half of the last <laughs> season of Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, look, we needed that long to not talk about the show because there were a lot of contract negotiations going on. Like, I was demanding way more salary to, to keep know. doing the show for an eighth season. A lot of concessions had to be made. And I'm going to leave next episode, so... Ugh, yeah, but but he'll but he'll be replaced by uh, by a cute kid actually, which our producers tell us <laughs> is what the show is really crying out for and what the viewers want. So get ready for Shecky Solano, Landon's oh, uh, plucky little uh, little cousin who uh, just got dropped off at his doorstep. I I had to I had to remember what we do here on this show, so I went and listened <laughs> to a little bit of our final episode, um, and was kind of surprised to see how much life has uh, transpired between seasons here. Even though we've done a lot of bonus episodes, uh, we haven't really touched on that home improvement stuff and that grunt work stuff. Mm -hmm. um, on my end, I turned 40, which mm. 
doesn't feel great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a whole but when, but there's a whole movie about it, right? I mean, that must be exciting at least. <laughs> I guess I guess so. Uh, but once we're done with grunt work, well, I guess not even once we're done. As of this moment, grunt work has spanned this grunt work project that we are doing here has spanned you turning thirty and me turning forty. <sighs> Yeah, and and oh, that's something. Some something is what that is. Uh, it's it's also spanned like you moving halfway across the country and buying a new house, yeah. and it's and it's spanned me moving from one room of my apartment to a different room of my apartment for <laughs> when we record. Well, um, that was the other thing I was going to bring up is that on the last episode I had mentioned that uh, I had just signed the paperwork and was uh, checking out the house, and so I, I spent oh, the summer m- moving into my new home. Uh, Landon, which is now I, where I am podcasting from. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that, that that was a thing that the regular episode listeners had not yet heard. I probably shouldn't have just blurted it out and stolen your thunder on that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think we've mentioned it, I think, on the bonus episodes. So, uh, you know, here, but the bonus episodes don't have a, um, you know, the the preamble that everybody's climbing for, which is what oh, yeah. we're currently in the thick of at the moment. So the the, the, the cute kid who's going to debut in the next episode is actually going to replace the preamble <laughs> because people were saying no, no preamble, only cute kids. Well, and we did mention it in the, the Super Spectacular. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. But I can say that I have done... A lot of home improvement at this point, uh, lowercase h, lowercase i, uh, around my home, and uh, feel like, I don't know, uh, I, I, I'm coming to home improvement, big h, big i, uh, with new eyes, and yet Small there eyes. has been zero home improvement <laughs> in this episode. I, yes, and now I will say also that you're doing a lot of small h, small i home improvement, but you also did send me a picture of yourself wearing a flannel shirt and a tool belt posing well, in your unfinished basement. <laughs> you're and just, they, you're getting ahead of every single point on my preamble here. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's the other thing that the producers wanted more of was um, me me uh, stealing your thunder on every line. They just said more Truman, basically. Okay, tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about the h right, and the well, i getting I, larger. Well, I, I I'll span that out over the course of the season. Uh, you know, I built uh, a closet. I I've uh, I'm in the process of getting ready to uh, submit my plans for finishing my basement to <gasps> get my permit and Ooh, all kinds of permits. stuff. So there there's uh, I'm building a gym in my garage. Um, Jesus, things that I can unfold over the season. But just giving listeners a context for where I'm coming to this final season at. Uh, but as you alluded, we are recording this a couple days before Halloween, and I had my uh, first Wisconsin Halloween party over the weekend, Ooh. and I figured... Is, is, that a, is that a type of specialty cocktail, or is that an actual event? <laughs> it's an actual event. Um, I figured we're in season eight. I wouldn't have any other opportunity, because we'll be done with this, this crazy project called Grunt Work before next Halloween. This Hopefully. is the last opportunity I have to dress up as Al Borland. So oh. I chose Al Borland as my costume. Truman, you'll never believe this. Yeah. More people knew who I was at this party than I think anyone in the history of L.A. knew what home improvement <laughs> was. <laughs> like when we would talk to people in LA about it and they would they would just look blankly like oh like fixing up houses no there was a TV right. show like every, everybody just caught it caught it right away 
Yeah, they were. I mean, they had a hard time sometimes placing the character name, but they're like, "Oh, <laughs> that show with the the tool time with uh, yeah. who are you, Tim? Tim, uh, what's his name?" And I'm like, "No, I'm his assistant. <laughs> I assist him." <laughs> well, now, and I I asked you this when you texted me the picture, and you didn't respond. So maybe you're saving this for the air. Did you? kick the hammer out of your tool belt and catch it like Al does. <laughs> I wish that I could. Uh, I did try. <laughs> and I'm now being sued. There's a crack in the foundation of my basement's concrete now. Um, uh, that's another project. I'm, you're just keeping you yourself go. occupied. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, so- I, I did try. I could not kick that out of there. I don't know how he got that on his first try. Uh, I mean, that's well, he, one of those things like Bill Murray throwing uh cards into a hat during Groundhog Day does it, you know, every day for 3,500 days in a row and then can finally do it on the day with Andy McDowell. Like, I think Richard Karn was practicing kicking that thing out of this belt for years before, mm-hmm. uh, before the day. And then on the day, he just did it in one take. Listen, I know that there's a superhero who you like who puts his hand out and catches a hammer. Let's just say I also have a hero who catches a hammer in a dramatic fashion, and it's, um, well, he he hasn't had a movie made about him yet. Um, yet. <laughs> I'm also I'm also impressed, like, way to go so many people uh, recognizing you without a, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you didn't have some other friend dress up as Tim, because I feel like that would kind no. of be cheating on me to do that. Even though uh, I I didn't, you know, come out there for your Halloween costumes. So, you know, it's on me, I suppose. You know what? I have to admit, in my brain, um, I did pair my costume with... Uh, basically, in my head, I was not even mimicking Al from the show, but mimicking myself from the grunt work artwork. <laughs> <laughs> of so my head is- on Al Portland's body. <laughs> Yeah, so that means you you probably would have had a pair of sunglasses on, uh, it, you know, up in your up in your hair. Since we happened to be outside when that picture was taken, and not aware at the time that we were going to be in album artwork for a yeah. eight year long project. Um, that that is that is beautiful though. That is um th- that is not a trick. That is only a treat. The real trick would be if you could kick the hammer out of the the tool belt. I know, I know, I tried, but uh, couldn't do it. I will say though. Uh, the party mixed all of my favorite things together because the music that was playing, uh, she had a, um, uh, I, I don't know what the playlist was, but it had a lot of talking heads on it. Ooh, okay, okay. And, uh, my con- contribution to the party was putting together a, uh, horror movie mixtape. So I, I put together, um, about three and a half hours of just spooky scenes, uh, from popular and obscure horror movies and it was a huge hit so um by all accounts my first halloween in wisconsin was a success you're a you're a you're a video dj you're a vj like i i'm (laughs) saying that out loud it maybe doesn't sound like a great thing but like vj is not the term for it but that's really that's that's really cool you you were i know it's it's horror so i'm an hj (laughs) yeah that's even better (laughs) that's well, you are you are a huge horror junkie, so I guess it only uh, I guess it only fits. Um, a if you were if you were just going off of the things you found scariest, was it just lots of uh, clips of bears in movies? Like this is all just gentle Ben. <laughs> no, no, because then I'd have to sit with them in the editing room. Uh, well, I, but isn't that the scariest the scariest thing of all? Like it's then you get a video of yourself editing it and having a breakdown, and because your friends care about you, that's frightening to them. Uh, maybe. That's that did not what I did though. 
Oh, okay. Well, you know, next Halloween, I guess. Well, that's really great. Well, look, I mean, if I can interject with a big piece of news that happened during yes. the hiatus as well, I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder because I've already stolen it like twice. <laughs> I've I, I've gone for ten minutes now. Okay. Well, you have you have no thunder left to steal. Um. So as as many of you know, uh, you know, uh, my my girlfriend Kirsty and I have been living together for some time, and over the summer, um, we decided to uh, take the next step in our relationship and. I just want to announce to everyone that um, Kirsty watched Stop Making Sense with me, and she really enjoyed it. She had a, she oh had God. a great time. I know. I, I mean, look, I'm I'm still glowing, and that was a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> why, why am I just now hearing about this? I I know. I wanted to save it for for you know a main feed episode because what is what is grunt work if not a podcast where Landon and I talk about the concert film Stop Making Sense? But uh, yeah, no, she was she was totally digging it. She she loved the floppy arm, wavy leg, David Byrne dance. <laughs> And, uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. and and when and when that when they throw that beach ball at the stage and then the next shot the the beach ball doesn't hit the stage she was like hey what happened to the beach ball and I got to tell her that actually Jonathan Demi shot it over the course of three nights um so so what I'm saying what is was her, what was her favorite song what was her favorite shot what was her favorite frame uh, her favorite her favorite frame uh, let's see I think uh, okay Fa- favorite song she di- actually she was. Uh, as do- she when when uh, when he's dancing with the lamp and then he catches yep. the lamp and is privately delighted to have caught the lamp. Uh, she that also yeah stayed up upright. Yeah yeah yeah. She really she really enjoyed that one. That I think that yep. I think that was her top one. Although now she's going to listen to this and come to me and say what that's not my favorite one. You weren't listening to me when I told you which <laughs> song my favorite was. And it's gonna be it's you know what a day it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's our requisite ten minutes of talking heads talk. Um, other than that, nothing <laughs> happened to me over the summer. Um, oh, okay, great. Well, one thing happened to both of us uh, in the last couple weeks, which is <laughs> a month ago you watched this episode, and then last week I watched this episode, and then we both watched this episode today. Yeah, which oh boy. Um, <laughs> see, we, we Landon and I had a whole conversation about. Well, we're not okay. We're done recording episodes about movies now we're going to uh now we're going to go back to doing home improvement but first a break for a while and i came out of that conversation and just like went on autopilot and immediately ritualistically (laughs) watched this episode about a whole month before i needed to before i realized wait we're not recording for so why would you do this you have to watch it (laughs) twice now um and uh so absence did not make my heart grow fonder between then and now watching the episode how about Mm. you (laughs) um well i'll get to that in my personal reflections but uh should we get into the season eight premiere of home improvement yes we would we should well we would and we we should and we would and we will and i think the way to start that is by landon if you could tell me what happened this week on the tv series home improvement oh i certainly can and uh i will it goes a little and you would this we're i need one of those uh tuning kazoos me, 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 me. <laughs> it is Tim's birthday, and Jill plans a camping trip, all to Tim's chagrin. The boys will stay home, the adults will go rafting, none have a good time. Tim is a big dick. He is unappreciative of the thought Jill showed. Okay, that's so right. That's like <laughs> the haikus five are back. haikus? Yeah, I know, and I was I was sitting there at first. It's like, why is Land- Landon usually speaks in longer sentences than this? Oh, wait, he's doing the thing. Um, <laughs> well, look, that I mean, that perfectly constructed simplicity um, 
mirrors the episode, which is similarly perfectly constructed and uh, and and not not a not a hair out of place. Uh, no, that is what happens this week on uh, on yeah. Home Improvement on this episode that is called. Okay, this episode is called perhaps a raft of complaints. <laughs> hmm? No, it's okay. Not. It should um, be. Well, I don't know if it's... Sh- I mean, come on. Listen to the other ones, at least. Uh, okay. Okay. Next. Is this episode called A Griper Runs Through It? <laughs> it should be. Um, should it be called Birthday Buoyancy? <laughs> yeah, it should. It should. That's it the one. It should be. It yeah, should birthday. be. So I'm, coming, I'm coming back uh, very strong to something I've yes, never been are. particularly strong at. Um... Okay, well other than that, I don't have uh, I don't have any ideas. So okay. so what is this what is this episode <laughs> this, called? This is your titles is like when someone sits down to arm wrestle someone else who is vastly undermatched and you what, just what? slam their hand directly. This is like Jeff Goldblum uh shooting the bones out of that guy's wrist in the fly. <laughs> Look, this is this is the closest I'm ever get I'm gonna ever get to actually winning a, a real arm wrestling match. So I will take that compliment. <laughs> the title of season eight, episode one, is called Whitewater. Well, Whitewater. <laughs> I mean, maybe relevant within the context of the time period. All my all my Clinton heads out there uh, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Whitewater, huh? Whitewater. And I mean. And I mean, everyone on this episode is white, which is also normally the case on Home Improvement. Maybe it works. Maybe it's a good title. I don't know. It could be more descriptive than we think. Uh, uh, You have much better graces than I do. This episode aired September 22nd, 1998, directed by our good old buddy Jeffrey Nelson and written by that iconic pair, Bruce Ferber and Lloyd Garber. Truman, how did you feel about this episode? This was a sloppy start to the final season of Home Improvement, and I was just, I was just hoping, you know, I was really hoping in my time away, which admittedly was was a month shorter than your time away, I was really hoping that they would, um, you know, just finish really strong, because like, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking the problem with previous, you know, like, the last season was them not knowing, ah, are we gonna finish, are we not, now, going into this knowing it was the end, I was... I was hoping for more, and um, yep, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get more. Um, I would say <laughs> that that thematically, though, it's similar to season five, episode one, a tailor runs through it, and also season yeah. seven, episode one, quest for fire. Uh, a tailor runs through it is where they go to the on the wedding trip to northern Michigan, and Tim only wants to do outdoor sports. And in quest for fire, it's Tim saying, "Oh, let's move up to this, you know, summer, you know, summer home, and and run a hotel here." And he shoots the barbecue into space. It. I just like that every season, uh, it seems like now they're they're starting the first episode back with kind of a what I did on my summer vacation episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, their summer, yeah, their summer episode. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing I like about it. Uh, how did you feel about it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I had forgotten, I think, uh, um, intentionally so, the, the season finale of Seven. Um, where we had talked the, a lot the, about the movie Seven, right? The the, the series finale <laughs> is where Gwyneth Helter's I head is in a box. Certainly a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> where we had discussed that uh, it felt pretty lazy, and that they were relying on the early tropes 
of the show and the characters to kind of have sillier premises or to just kind of have a, a better shorthand, but in doing so cheapened the characters and cheapened. I mean, I kind of feel like this is extending that a bit where mm -hmm. a lot of everything we see is just like, okay. I, I have a note kind of somewhere in the middle of my notes that I'm just going to bring out to a, a, a personal reflection here, which is uh, Tim just always has to be above everybody else. Yes. And, Everything is always against him, and it's hard to watch. It, it, mm -hmm. Like it makes me makes it hard to invest. And I don't mean that like I'm back on my woke bay shit, but like as just a viewer that needs to invest in laughs, it's hard for me to laugh when the jokes are supposed to kind of. I think we've built to this point where the jokes are supposed to be from a place of ignorance in his character, but they really mm -hmm. just come off as incredibly dismissive. And I don't know. It's just, I don't find it particularly funny. And there's a point toward the end of this episode that I really want to highlight um, for, I don't know, just what's wrong <laughs> and and why it's not funny. Um, I don't know. I, I agree that this is a very lackluster beginning of the season. Uh, I hope that it's not setting the stage for like the tone of this last season, because who, buddy? We got twenty-seven of these things to do this oh, season. They keep we have a three-part uh, series finale. So, I, I, yeah, you know, I, I think that this episode, like cheapening the characters, is I think exactly what this episode does. And I think honestly, this episode isn't even really like this episode cheapens Tim as a character, which yes, it, like I'm almost I, I absolutely include him. Yeah, because it, you know, so much of, like, just Tim's whole bit, like, the, the whole plot of this episode is just Tim does not want to be on this birthday uh, whitewater rafting trip that J Jill has planned for him, but he hasn't told Jill that. So, but the plot of the episode isn't, I don't really want to be here, I'm grinning and bearing it, and that comes out in strange ways. The plot of this episode is Tim being on this trip, complaining all the time, shit-talking about everything, being all, oh, woe is me, what a great birthday, uh... And it's yeah. like, what what aspect of this guy being a sulky little shit to all of his friends and his <laughs> wife, what part of this is fun to watch? What part of this is funny yeah. and amusing? Like, I don't know. It's like, I got a lot of issues with Tim generally, but in this case, it's like, you're being a brat. You are being like yeah. a 12-year-old. <laughs> and, and to that point, uh, when I, this is my last reflection, I noticed uh, the, the overuse. Uh, like, you could really hear the warm-up guy in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the person who warms up the audience beforehand is like, all right, here comes the star of the show, Tim Allen. And then he comes out and you're like, okay, we got to make sure that this is the best show that we have. We're in our last season, so everybody laugh at everything Tim says. And, you know, the <sighs> audience signs that tell them to applause, to laugh, like, they're working overtime in this episode. <laughs> they, they should be They should be credited. <laughs> I think we could pull out specific moments even where I think the opening tool time scene is really indicative of how the rest of the episode plays out. And I can't wait to kind of break that down because there are moments there that just like logically don't make sense. But the characters are or the audience is laughing at them as if it's the funniest joke ever told, i.e. what they're being told to do before the show. And 
it just I don't know. It's just not working. And I, I hate to say that. I don't I had all intentions of coming to season eight with a positive energy and like this take this thing through to the to the end and you know, end with some happy memories, but man, it's a stumbling block right out the gate. I, I, I dare say that that maybe instead of the warm-up act working really hard, perhaps the editors used some sort of laughter track or something of that nature to maybe make these <laughs> make some of these bits seem funnier, especially well, given that most of this episode was shot on location where it's impossible to have yeah. a studio audience. Oh, my God. So many ADR lines. But the, oh, yeah. the thing is, though, they to my understanding, is that when they do location shoots and location episodes like this, they'll still play it in front of a live audience and get that recorded track. However, because they then have to marry, marry the, the audio track of the audience laughing to the final episode, that means they can do a little bit more editing to, uh, alter the audience reaction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that they really went to town on this one. I think I think that they they may have been showing people uh, I don't know Ghostbusters or something and recording their laughter at that and then and then putting that over these scenes. Um, oh God! Okay, yeah. The, right. all, the, the only the only other thing that I would say before we get into this is that I too am coming into this really you know wanting to to the, the show to end strong and rooting for the show and I will just say I, I talk a lot about about Tim being a dick and I want to be clear that I don't have a problem with the protagonist on a TV show being a dick because like. Sam Malone is a dick, and Frazier's a dick, yeah. and everyone on Seinfeld is a dick, and the Bluths are dicks on Arrested Development. I just, I object to the main character being a dick in an unpleasant and grating way, and this is, like, Tim could be well, a dick in this the episode. Well, audience to sympathize with that. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like I'm just saying, Tim could be a dick in this episode in a fun way. Like, there is a funny version of an episode where Tim is on a birthday trip he doesn't want to be on, but it's like, I can't. And I can sympathize with being in a state where it's like, oh man, I don't want to do this, but I, uh, I, I you know, I should have, I should have spoken up, and now I'm here. Like I, that's, I feel like that's a relatable human thing, and the audience could be on Tim's side, but you're not relatable when you're just spending when the way that you're being a dick is just whining the entire time and making yeah. it abundantly clear that you don't want to be with your friends who flew across the country to hang out with you. <laughs> Maybe this is touching on. <laughs> Too personal of issues for us, but uh, yes, per perhaps so. Perhaps so. As <laughs> as as two people who who once went on a trip and were very unhappy the whole time, maybe to the detriment of other people's enjoyment on the trip. Maybe we're may yeah, maybe we're interrogating our own lives a little too closely. <laughs> and I I didn't realize that to the second. But um, all right, are you ready to do this thing? Yes, let's do this thing. All right, then let's brush up on our knots, our anchors, our mechanical advantage systems, our orb management, and Ah, fuck it. I'm going overboard into the deep dive. <laughs> I, I'm not, and I'm not going to come after you. Oh, fuck it. I got tossed out of the boat. Um, okay. So we open on, on tool time. And I, I, I do have to say that coming back to home improvement after a while, both as audiences were back in, in the nineties. And as we are now, you just see a, a birthday cake and then Heidi pops out of the cake and it's like, oh, well, I guess we're back here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, yeah. She, it's it's very celebratory and she she tells us that uh it's tim's birthday and this is a special birthday episode of tool time and tim and al come out and the whole audience is wearing party hats and they do a little banter with the crowd and then go look at some birthday cakes and uh tim shares his thoughts on what goes into a good cake and then he experiences 
Al's uh, surprise cake in one of the best bits of the, the episode, actually. I guess I, yeah, I guess I have three bits that I really like, one of them being that it's a summer vacation episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the fact that this is the best bit out of this episode is saying a lot, because it ain't great. It's it's a it's a prescient bit is what I, I guess I'm saying. We'll get into <laughs> well, it, folks. Okay, well let's do it. We're we're into it. We're, we're in it. Just like a fork into a cake, we're into it. Okay, so Tim and Al have come down and and like because this today on on our on our home improvement show we're going to show off some birthday cakes that people have sent us for Tim's birthday. <laughs> can we can we just I, I want to step back into grunt work work and just mm-hmm. go. We're, we're talking about a home improvement show that's talking about cakes. I, well, yes, and and our show, which is about that home improvement show talking about cakes, was also not talking about the home improvement show for quite some time. So, <laughs> fine, point take. Okay, I, I look, strike that from the record. I, that's not a legitimate blow against this episode. But they come down, they're talking about cakes. There's a bunch of cakes laid out on the table, and Tim, they, they only kind of loosely reference one of them because they seem to have had a longer segment that was cut down for time. Um, and Tim basically just does a burn on like, like he's like, oh, the, 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 the ingredients in the cake are too girly sounding. Yeah, so okay. this whole thing. I, I, yeah. I want to pull this out because it's something that I need to pull up back uh, later in the episode. Uh, yeah. There's a, um, a, a user. What do you call someone who watches a show? A <laughs> yeah. It's a, listener? it's a user. A watcher. Yeah, no, it's yeah. <laughs> a viewer. It's a, yeah. A viewer. That must Jesus be the one. Yeah. Christ. I'm 40. I'm old. Um, A viewer had sent in this cake. I don't know how. I mean, it must have spent a lot of money sending in this cake, which uh, is not only heavy, but delicate. So, yeah, um, yeah. It just hard as a rock by the time it got there. I guess it doesn't have to go that far. I, (laughs) you know what? In my head, I was picturing him sending a cake from Michigan to Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even then, I mean, if you next day it, it's not going to be, you know, it'll cost a lot, but it won't be it won't take that long. Yeah, but why would a viewer want to spend that much money sending Tim a cake that he's going to rip apart? Anyway. I, I, I mean, look, why why would anyone watch the show? Go on, go on. I don't know. Okay, so uh, it's a really cool-looking tire cake. It's a Binford tire. It says, happy birthday on it. John from Ypsilanti sent it in. Uh, Al is talking about it and says that it has a um, nice uh, buttercream filling with a chevron icing. And Tim's like, chevron? You might as well, uh, or I'm sorry, Chiffon. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chevron is a motor oil company, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, which, t- honestly, that's Chevron. a better joke. Sh- chiffon filling. Why not a Chevron filling? Yes, yeah, exactly. G- guys, but Tim's like Chiffon. Why don't you just give me a Chiffon dress? And then the audience laughs so hard at that, which <sighs> that was like the first indication. I'm like, okay, that that sign's working really hard. F- uh, fan of my show who baked me a cake fuck you <laughs> seriously uh but i want to earmark that for the hypocrisy that comes out in tim later in this episode because he yes, gets so yeah. incensed by that and he's like you know what <laughs> and also just in this microcosm that he's doing he's like fuck butter <laughs> uh buttercream butter. filling <laughs> and uh chiffon icing I'm going to show you how to make this other cake as if like making a devil's food cake is any more masculine (laughs) than making a tire shaped cake out of buttercream foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the cake, the cakes that are laid out there, there's the tire shaped cake, which is like, it's part of a car, Tim, your favorite thing. The other one is like shaped like a saw, which seems actually really cool. Um, 
but yeah, so that Tim tries to school them by making a completely non-manly themed cake that only reveals the fact that he seems to have a lot of opinions about baking and knows how to do it and does it frequently. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that from my perspective, but that seems to run into conflict with Tim's whole worldview. And it just it's the hypocrisy in action. I it just doesn't make any this is where like the logic just doesn't make any sense right out the gate. And, and he's and also like, is devil's food cake the manliest form of cake? No one, no one told me that during my during my upbringing and in, in a male dominated society. And I, I don't know. And just also him, I, like watching him do this. It's like, okay, Tim, Tim Taylor, Tim the Toolman Taylor knows way more about how to bake a cake than I do. I don't know. You need to put all these. I don't know. This is how you make a cake. This is actually maybe useful information to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't put an entire stick of butter in your cake. Well, and the way the audience starts laughing at that, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's the wrong amount of butter to use. But like, I, it's all of it is weird jokes because if it's like, if the thing is he's using way too much butter, then why aren't there like 50 egg yolks instead of just two egg yolks? And then why are right. there such big laughs for him pulling like, or him pouring like a medium sized cup of olive oil in there? Like, that's not, it's not a vat of olive oil. And it seems like it's just like a little bit more oil than you typically add. I, I would it have is. to know so much about baking for these jokes to make sense. <laughs> it's a little something oh, for the moms out there. Um, I have a few specifics that I want to pull out here uh, aside from this cake bit. Uh, okay. And then we'll get into like the punchline of this whole thing. But okay. Um, a, have we ever known L's middle name? Well, n- no, we haven't. But but that's the um it, this tripped me up i only caught this on the second viewing this is this is how deep this episode goes um we, we don't we don't know his middle name but alfred e Bor- that's a reference to alfred e newman from mad magazine he says that yeah. al is the poster boy for plaid magazine oh so, okay so we don't th- that could just be a joke uh, a goof him up and not actually his middle name th- starting with an e because i i had a guess and it would have been eugene Ooh, Al Eugene Borland. That that's my guess. But I like it. Now that nice. I'm second guessing everything. I listen. I, I they wouldn't they wouldn't have said Plaid magazine unless they wouldn't have put the e in there unless Plaid magazine came before it. it, it you know, much yeah. the the prequel to the joke that only makes sense for people who know how to bake cakes is a joke for <laughs> for people who were into comedy in like the seventies. Um. Uh, Here's my other, uh, uh, well, two more notes about this kind of uh, back and forth intro. Um, yeah. He says that, uh, congratulations, Tim, you didn't electrocute yourself in the last year. Yeah. Is that true? Uh- <laughs> I mean, yeah, it seems like that would be really impressive. Like, you didn't fatally electrocute yourself is the real thing. Well, true. Yeah, but I mean, even in our show, like, this airs in September 22nd, so we saw, you know, one year of show, so all of last season he didn't electrocute himself? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, I feel like he certainly, didn't that happen at, like, Space Camp, I feel like? Or is that just when his I face got I, it just, messed it up? It seems from, from unbelievable, rotating. whatever the case may be. Yeah, that is that is the most implausible part of this episode. Um, <laughs> I have one more note, yeah, which is yeah. a, a construction note, which is, um, this is one of the wider audience shots that we've had on the show, Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but notice on the uh, uh, stage right, there's a big curtain that is drawn down the, the entire side of the audience. And as we've talked about from the beginning of the show, the tool time audience is actually the home improvement audience. And yeah. so 
<laughs> that to me is like that's a first class curtain basically like <laughs> there's a whole other part of the audience on the other side of the curtain that they couldn't show <laughs> because they they didn't they didn't have enough party hats and kazoos yeah. for for them basically <laughs> right right <laughs> i that's Man, I didn't think about that. I just, I, I was thinking a lot about the audience in this shot just because it's like, wow, you all came to Hollywood, went to a taping of the hottest show in America, and you got a free party hat out of the deal? This is amazing. Think how special and they must have One guy didn't felt. even wear it. One guy was way too cool for the party hat. Uh, he was sitting in the very last row, and he can go fuck himself. Look, if I were the warm-up guy, I'd be like, buddy, there are 300 people on the other side of that curtain who would kill to be in your seat right now, and any one of them would wear the hat, so put it on. Um, yes. So, all right, that's well, all I got. Okay, the punchline of this episode. Tim has Tim has shown how a real man makes a cake, and he pulls out the, you know, the finished product, which is a just a gigantic brick-shaped cake, and he cuts a piece off, and he's saying, well, I want to try this, and Al is saying, oh, well, Tim, you know, before, before we get started on that, I should show you the surprise cake that I made for you, and Tim, not listening to Al, walks over to the big leather recliner chair where he sits to do the mailbag stuff. He sits down in it, and the entire chair breaks apart because it's made of cake. It's like a gigantic chair-shaped cake uh covered in in brown frosting and tim so tim goes sprawling out of the chair and and al just laughs and goes surprise um i mean that's just i look we all remember the phase in the pandemic when the the thing online was just oh it looks like a taco but it's actually a cake it looks like it's a sandal yeah. but it's actually a cake there's like a whole show i think that either was on or is still on called is it cake Al invented this? <laughs> Al invented making unexpected shit into cakes? Uh, th this whole set is filled with things that look like something else, but is actually a cake. I mean... I, I see a bowling ball in the background. You named the the saw at one point. Uh, I'm trying to see what else I can see. Um, but but, but, but I, are we to think that Al did all of these cakes? I don't think that Al did all of these cakes. Like, uh, look... There's a hard hat. There's a burger... I'm not going to look at the the bowling ball cake and think, "Oh, I got to take this down to down to the disco bowling night and this is an actual bowling ball. Let me touch it." The the well, couch looks literally no, the, the, the butter that Tim put in the the devil's food cake was actually a cake. Oh shit, really? So he built it <laughs> he made a cake with another cake. It's it, yo dog, and I heard the you level like that he's using also a cake. Oh my god. And Al? Al is a cake. What? Oh, he. Well, listen. He, Al is a snack. Uh, I. I didn't. I didn't know that he was a cake snack. But that's. Uh, that's. He's. He's a little Debbie. You know. Um. Are okay. Well, then. Then are the opening credits. Uh. A, a, a cake as well. <laughs> they. They are not a cake. Oh. But oh, um. We didn't talk about the grunt creep. Grunt creep is here again. Uh, I save us all. You know what? I didn't. I didn't even. Uh, I didn't even write down what the grunt creep did because it, I'm so out of practice. The grunt creep. I'm assuming uh, cake as well. Uh, <laughs> he he was holding onto a balloon and and upped his way out of frame when uh, uh, Heidi popped out of the cake at the beginning. I, it's it's so sad that the grunt creep's wife tragically died before they could have any kids. But uh, you know, I, I think I think on this adventure he will sort his life out. I have not seen <laughs> up. It wasn't the Grunt Creep's wife who died before this, because Grunt Creep is the house. It's the little old man who lives inside the Grunt Creep that his wife died. So there's a cake inside Tim's cake. There's a sad dude inside the Grunt Creep. I mean, this is a hell of a way to start the last season. <laughs> I'm, I was not ready for this. We are about to implode. Yes, I mean, and, and because we are made of cake. Uh, so 
opening credits. Um, you saw it. I saw it. They stayed the same. What happened to Noah? What Noah. happened to Noah? Because what? now he's just credited as Taryn Smith. Oh, that that was we went through that last season. Wait, wait. He oh wait. He wasn't. He didn't have the Noah last season. Shit. <laughs> no. This was this was impressive when I watched it. Well, okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right. I've I look kind of stupid right now. Let me redeem myself. Taryn Noah Smith plays Mark. Hey. Yeah. Hey, I, I got it right, take guys. A dollar out of the jar for that. Ooh, nice. That's my retirement fund right there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we're back at home then. Unless you've got any any opening credits, thoughts? I got I got nothing for the the opening. Though I do wonder if they're gonna cut JTT out of it after he leaves. What? No, JTT is gonna be on the whole season. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. I, yeah, I'm like of another yeah, show. We're, we're best friends. He would have told me if he wasn't he gonna be on it. I mean, this episode was short on it. And, like, his girlfriend, I guess, is going to Costa Rica or something. So that's going to be difficult for them to be long distance for the duration yeah. of this season while only his girlfriend <laughs> is in Costa Rica. Um, well, uh, well, why don't we talk to him for a little bit here? Because he enters the scene uh, in the living room where Tim is sitting in the uh, vibrating chair that holds his uh, soda and his soft cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. We also yeah. forgot to mention in the, the tool time scene that... Mm-hmm. Um, that the the whole thrust of this episode is well i said i was gonna stop saying thrust Thrust. the whole point of this episode is uh (laughs) that tim has planned the perfect birthday um surprise for uh present for himself (laughs) which is a day to himself he's got nascar tickets then he's gonna go home and rewatch nascar after having recorded it on the tv and eat ribs and rollades in his recliner tim doesn't have a recliner that Let's just say that right out the gate, but because it's made of uh, cake. <laughs> uh, so he said that, and he was very excited about that in the Tool Time episode. So I feel like that was necessary context to get into the rest of this. Oh, no, that is that is in fact wildly necessary context. That is kind of he sets up the whole point of the episode, and we glossed over it so we could talk for twenty minutes about Devil's Food Cake. Um, yeah, but yeah, so he is he is getting ready for that with his uh, massage, you know, massage recliner chair and everything. And then Jill comes in while he's talking to Randy and surprises him with uh, his birthday gift, which is plane tickets to Kernville, California, where they're going to go whitewater rafting with Wilson, Heidi, and Al. And uh, Tim is not excited, but he feigns excitement. And this is like people have uh, really criticized me for liking three's company <laughs> because 99 percent of the episodes can be solved with a oh no that's not what i meant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or oh let me let me correct you real quick <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think let the me same stop goes you right for, there and let me just tell you how it is the same goes for curb your enthusiasm and fraser i mean most tv is stuff that could be resolved <laughs> with a conversation yeah but this one in particular it's very much just like Hey, I said I wanted to spend my birthday alone. And she's like, yeah, but you say that every year. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess we're going. Instead of Mm -hmm. just saying, oh, I appreciate the thought. But no, I I really do want to spend my birthday alone this year. I mean, look, and I'm 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 here to say it's a shit sandwich of a situation to be presented with. Hey, I bought plane tickets and made expensive reservations and got a bunch of people on the hook for this thing. All of it without telling you. And and in, you know, like to, to, to say to someone, I know you did all that, but uh, I don't, actually don't want to do it. So, I mean, can you please eat eat the cost of all those things? Like that would feel shitty to say. I sure. can understand Tim yeah. feeling pressured to go along with it, but it's just none of what but happens. It, af- yeah. 
Yeah, it's when he throws his hands up in the air. Okay, well, I guess do we synopsize what happens here? We we, we, we synopsized. Yeah, he just okay. he's just faking his excitement. So yeah, go into detail. Come on. It's, what, it's what's when up? he throws his hands up in the air and just goes. I guess we're going, oh, Kernville. <laughs> where you know why? If if you feel shitty about that, you know, like just accept it. Like go, oh. You know, acknowledge the cool thing that your wife is doing for you and go, okay, well, I guess I could watch NASCAR whenever else. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's go it, have fun. It, it's, it, if you, you know, like it's as simple as saying, okay, this is great. Hey, as an additional birthday gift to me, can there be a day when you and the kids go do something and I go to this other NASCAR event? of which there will be so many, because it's not even like the Indy 500 or something he's talking about. It's just right. going to a NASCAR race. It's not like there's yeah. never going to be another. Yeah, I mean, there's there would have even been other Indy car races, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the basic point of the episode, or scene. Um, I don't really have any other notes for it. <laughs> so uh, the the one I have is that when it, this is, you know, my best friend JTT, he walks, into the, he walks into the scene at the beginning, and Tim is sitting there, and he's got, you know, this kind of like, yeah, it's like this vibrating back pillow. It's one of those things you put on, on your couch that has, like, arms on it, and it's just, you know, so it's, like, vibrating, and it's got the cup holders. But he's sitting there, and it's vibrating, and it's shaking him, and he's, you know, just in this shaking chair kind of groaning. And Randy walks in and says, I told you not to do that tool-time salute to nerve gas. And it's like... <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, A, typical Randy being up on current events and knowing what... Uh, you know, toxic nerve agents outlined by the outlawed by the United Nations do to people. But also to to get this joke requires you to have like have some pretty dark knowledge of of watching people die of nerve gas exposure. Just just a dark one for for America's sweetheart to start the season with. But <laughs> so he says, told you not to do that tool time salute to nerve gas. Tim's response is, if I found this chair before I met your mom, you wouldn't be around to make that joke, which is, you know, whatever. I'm mainly shocked that Randy said nerve gas and the next joke was not about farting. So <laughs> that is progress, I think. Yeah, you're right. I, I completely I think right. everything I said back about season eight. It's going yeah. in a completely different direction. It, it's, it's it, you know, propelled perhaps by its own farts. It is going in a different direction than before. <laughs> um, well, from there, we, um, you know, we fly off to Kernville, California, uh, and a whole bunch of new sets and outdoor locations. Um, and so we start with uh, Tim and the gang arriving at the, you know, kind of uh, sign-in area and gift shop, whatever, for this river rafting company, where uh, Tim talks to Cub, the uh, the cashier at the place, and uh, while while Jill and Al and Heidi and Wilson are off grabbing supplies and everything, he talks to uh, he talks to Cub a little bit about the amenities, and he uh, gives Cub some money to get uh, extra luxurious amenities for the night. Even though Jill had booked a plan where they would just be sleeping on the dirt and eating bark under the stars, um, and then they sign and and Tim signs a release and is upset that he's going to be put in physical danger, which is traditionally something that Tim uh, is always super worried about. I, I mean, I'm I I don't know where to start with the Tim character anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't I I don't even know where to he start. Like, what is if you had to define his character at this point? How would you define it? What What is he interested in? 
he he's interested in grievance. He is interested in his character is grievance. He is interested in being <laughs> aggrieved by every like. There's a ver like. There's a version of this episode, it is a completely plausible and honestly more true to the character version of this episode, where Tim is super excited to go whitewater rafting, an activity that I am certain Tim would love. We know Tim likes to camp, we know he loves outdoor activities, he loves driving around in a motorboat, he loves ATVs, he loves water skiing. He like So Tim has a, has a whitewater rafting trip planned, but then he's mad because Jim makes, Jim, Jill makes him go to the opera instead or something like that. Right. Like that would be right. more plausible because I, I don't see how Tim is upset to be doing this. It doesn't make sense. It's just Tim wants to be upset about something. So this is the thing he's upset about. Yeah, I, it just... Yeah, uh, he's just uh, the the real contrarian personality type is starting to come out where it's like he's interested in whatever else is not happening at the moment. And yes. I don't like it. I, I just I can't get behind it. Yeah, you <laughs> I don't know. What if, else to say. If, I don't want to belabor the point, but like for someone who has no stance in life, I don't know how to relate to that sort of character where it's like, oh, you're really into man things. Well, that cake isn't manly. This cake is manly. Oh, yeah, I'm really into man things. But you know what? Whitewater rafting isn't manly. Sitting on my couch watching NASCAR is manly. <laughs> Being I, out I, on the th- like, it just none of it makes any sense logically. Yeah, yeah. He, he is just he is he is in a pissing contest, but there, no one else is trying to piss. But he's he's still doing it, which is <laughs> which is really a dick move in uh, in in every sense. Um. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, this is the first of his couple refrains of where something, you know, relating to whitewater rafting is happening, and he just goes, happy birthday to me, as if to say, like, oh, man, what a, what a shitty celebration of my birthday, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, very, very much a, a whiner, and it, what agrees me is that this personality type is also the, like, these fucking kids are such whiners these days. Sort yes. Of like, go fuck yes. yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that, too. Um, also, everyone in this scene, all, because, you know, Heidi and and uh, Wilson and Al are, and Jill are there, and they're all just, like, super stoked and super excited, and they're all, they're yeah. all talking about Kernville, California, as though it's, like... I don't know, like Vegas or like Aspen or or, White or water something. Mecca, yeah, uh, yeah, like, and like it's like it's like uh, Heidi's been there a bunch, and it's like these people live in like there's rivers in Michigan. I assume. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know they have lakes. Like it, it just I'm surprised that these people have all apparently been flying halfway across the country to raft at this one place, or if not, have been rapidly listening to stories about it from from you know friends and and neighbors <laughs> you know you you mentioned Heidi and this is the first of two instances in this episode where I, I feel like she's getting short shrift she has <clears throat> two really funny lines and it feels like again that audience meter like isn't flashing as hard for her as it is for Tim and the the audience reaction is like sad it, and i'm like that was a funny line where she's talking to cub uh at yeah. the counter and um I, I can't remember the the jargon she uses but like says that uh the the river looks pretty gnar and yeah. uh he's like oh it sounds like you've have uh some experience um out on the the you know <laughs> on the waves i don't know what they're called you, you've uh, been up and down this river a few times i think yeah do you have a response to that? 
I, I, her response. She well, yeah, she kind of looks at him uh, kind of coyly or shyly and goes like, "Well, yeah, but that was before I was married." And it's it's like it, like it's a really good delivery from Debbie Dunning. It's kind of a yeah. sly sly joke, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get I think the punch it deserves. Yeah, um, and she has another line later in this episode that I'll call out that uh, should have had an equally funny response from the audience and just doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. I don't th- feel like that's her fault. I feel like she delivered it as good as she could, and it's actually a a sharp bit of writing. But you know, yeah. Now I it is I what um, it is. Yeah, no, it 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 absolutely is what it is. Um, speaking of people who are what they are, uh, I want to give a sh- brief shout out to Cub, who only appears in this scene. Um, yeah. I I don't I well I don't know. I was just very excited to see uh, an appearance from uh, above ground swimming pool Jesse Plemons uh, in this role. <laughs> um, yes, yes, uh, indeed. I I mean he's fine. <laughs> Uh, he, well, he looks like Jesse Plemons, so he's a little bit more than fine, Landon. A, lo- a lot has changed from one season to the next, but my love of Jay Plems uh, burns just as bright. Um, well, okay, so, are, I mean, are you ready to get out on the river? Do you have more from this scene? Yeah, let's go. Let's keep going. Okay, okay. so, uh, you know, they're out at the riverbanks, and they're getting suited up, and this this the, the, this episode is a lot of just short scenes of, of shenanigans, and so... Yeah. They're out getting suited up. They meet Kyle, who's going to be their guide on the river. He is a paranoid uh, conspiracy theorist, war veteran who is prone to flashbacks. Uh, He gives them a safety lecture, but Tim isn't paying attention. Uh, He's being a dick and playing a Game Boy. And then uh, they go running towards the river to start rafting, but Jill just out of nowhere face plants because I guess she has some sort of back injury. (laughs) And uh, because she has back problems and can't go out on the river, it's just Tim and Al and Heidi and uh, Wilson and Kyle, the guide, and they go out a rafting. Um, Um, I I have a few notes for this, but uh, we we can't start anywhere, but the the massive stunt that happens. Just, just, I mean, like, Wilson kind of skips into the scene, which is like very spry for a man his age, uh, yeah. followed by Heidi and Al. And then just someone looks like they just launched themselves from off, <laughs> off screen, just chest first onto the just ground. Like like a crash test dummy in a brown wig just like launched out of a cannon and like, just smashes into the sand. Like DJ Jazzy Jeff being thrown from the house in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. It, so what I'm assuming is just Patricia Richardson was like, "I'm not getting in that fucking raft. Fig- write me out of this shit. I don't want a part of it. I I'm, I, I make too much money for this shit. Figure it out." And and listen, hat, hats off to the Queen. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, I can think of a thousand more reasons why she would want to get in the raft outside of just the fun adventure of uh, whitewater rafting. Considering how, I don't know. Uh, I mean, granted, it's the character is written. It's just a shitty boat ride. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, like, I I wouldn't want to be part of those scenes. I in fact, I thought about that later on. I'm like, I wonder if. Richard Karn and and Debbie Dunning, if like they look back on this episode and go, oh yeah, that was a lot of fun when we went whitewater rafting. I don't remember what we did in the episode, uh, but I remember we had fun on the actual boat. I, I don't know like, if if they would think that or not. I can't imagine that they would write an episode like this, which obviously you know cost more than average and was complex to shoot with them out on the water unless they knew that at least a substantial number of the cast was into whitewater rafting like that must have i i don't know like because because this this 
the story doesn't need to be about whitewater rafting. Again, it would be better if whitewater rafting is the thing that they can't do, and instead Tim has to go to the <laughs> right. opera, which is one set that you can build on a soundstage and is easy to shoot on. So, I mean, maybe it's just that Richard Karn and, and uh, Debbie Dunning and, and Earl Hindman actually liked whitewater rafting, and the crew was like, oh, this is a fun way to, yeah, you know, we'll go do a thing. And Patricia Richardson was like, no thanks, I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. I can't speculate on that, but I can certainly comment upon what happens in the scene. And yes. I have to ask you a very important question. Ask um, me. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, what war is he coming home from? You know, it's like, are they pointing towards Desert Storm? I guess. Like, he's got Vietnam vet energy, but he's too young. <laughs> I know. He's so baby-faced. I'm like, was he... In Grenada? <laughs> I don't, how far back could he possibly go? Maybe he maybe he just got back from Kosovo or something like that. He was just, you know, he was flying a transport plane or something. And look, Kyle, Kyle prompted in me, and later his wife, who we meet uh, soon, who is equally kind of uh, paranoid and into conspiracy theories, it, Kyle just made me sad because it's yeah. like watching this, it's like, oh, man, the, the show that embodies the id of, you know, kind of conservative manly man Tim Allen is saying, eh, these conspiracy cranks, they're a bunch of fringe lunatics, right, guys? And now it's just, now it's just the whole, you know, there's, there's just a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Kyle the River guides occupying the halls of, of Congress yeah. and state legislatures and in vote counting fact, offices around the country. I, I just realized what war he came back from. Yeah, it's the info war. Bing, bang, boom. Grunt Creep walks across the podcast. You can't top that scene. That's a stronger joke than anything. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else from this scene? Uh, kind of. I mean, I guess it could be applied to any scene. But, no, no, no. Um, no. Let, let's, let's, let's go with it. I just, I just didn't want to try and one-up your joke because it was too good. Tim, we talked about this a little bit last season. We talked about this in the For Richer or Poorer episode. Uh, disconcertingly cut. <laughs> I, I think yeah. like Kirk Douglas, Kirk Douglas had a mm -hmm. uh, stipulation in his contracts for a long time that every single film he had to have his shirt off nice. and uh, nice. at least in one scene. And it made it really weird in the Kubrick film Paths of Glory. Uh, yeah. Where Wait, I watched he takes I, his shirt I, off just to wash his face. Yeah, uh, I remember that. I, wa I watched that recently and I was like, I was not, okay, well, uh, hello, Mr. This doesn't seem like the sort of movie where, like, we would make fun of Matthew McConaughey for that. Yeah, right. But, I, so I'm wondering if Tim is like, yeah, I'm fucking ripped right now. I need a summer episode where I get to wear a tank top and show off these guns. Uh, yeah. I, so there's that. Like, when he's helping Jill off the ground, it's just like, oh, okay, you've done some work. I could see yeah. it. Oh, let me catch you there. Um, well, yeah, but I on mean, the I'm, flip side of it, yeah, he is definitely rocking too much hair dye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird combination of of he is he's more jacked than you would expect him to be, but then like the the muscles are real, the hair color is not, and it's this odd kind of <laughs> uncanny valley of age stuff, which I think yeah. we also saw a lot of in um, in uh, uh, Crazy on the Outside, where he's playing. Oof a role written for a much, much younger man and is kind of trying to halfway get there by, by lifting a lot of weights. And um, I'm sorry to bring that movie up. Let's never, let's never talk of it again. R.I.P. TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's I'm, go I'm on to the next scene. That's all I've got for now. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I just, um, 
yeah, I guess that's all I have to when when Tim face plants, they basically say, Oh, she's too injured to go out and so she can stay plant. back with, with Kyle's uh Kyle's wife. The, yeah. the way also that this excuse is made, it's the simplest thing, like Jill as she's getting up, is just like, oh, yeah, I guess it's just that back thing from earlier this summer. Oh, I don't know. And it's like, well, why did your back make you fall on your face? Like, I, <laughs> just, I, Listen, I, I just. Someone who's had back issues, uh, it, it throws off your entire balance. So I, I, that didn't feel totally implausible to me. Launching into a scene three feet off the ground uh, with a back issue, that. I have questions with, but because it's more like stumble around like a, a bowling pin who doesn't want to, you know, who stubbornly refuses to give you the strike until you until it just wobbles over. That's more what back pain. It's not not I'm going to launch onto the couch like a, a you know, seven year old with my wrestling buddy. Uh, well, well, look, as someone who's had back problems in the past, when when you have back problems and know that you have back problems, is that when you plan elaborate whitewater rafting, three day camping excursions where you sleep in the dirt and uh, and and raft? Like you, 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 like you were when you were living out here, you were always trying to get me to go whitewater rafting with you. And yeah, you'd always say, I know I've got true. the back problems, but I just love. It's just, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> wow, what a problem with this episode. <laughs> The first first one, we're going to have to take it from 100 down to 99%. Um, okay, so so back back at home, a home that mm-hmm. is in need of some improvement, uh, Mark and, and, uh, 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 Mark and uh, Brad have been left on their own. I almost said Mark and Zach. What's wrong with me, folks? Um, Mark and Brad have been left uh, home alone, and uh, while getting up from the couch or and, and kind of roughhousing a little bit, uh, they're Mark trying to. They're they're arguing over who's going to get the vibrating chair accessory. Yes, yes, because because Brad says to Mark, like you you've been in there for half an hour. It's my turn, and Mark goes, I've still got two minutes left, and I'm just like, wait, was was Brad just sitting there for a whole half hour watching his brother get a massage? I guess they're watching TV. <laughs> But I have this impression that it's just Brad sitting there just, like, impatiently waiting, like, come on, come on. Well, um, it, 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 that's indicative, and, I, you know, of, I think, how kind of, I don't want to say lazy, but, like, cookie cutter this is, that in previous seasons, you would have felt the life that they're leading through this house. This mm-hmm. just literally felt like, you know, avatars standing, you know, without life until the camera is on them. And then suddenly it's okay, move. And then the camera's off them. And like, they go back into stationary position. Yeah. They're, they're lifeless again until Jake Soli uh, gets back in the, in the container and like, you know, gets <laughs> computer programmed into them and something about their hair. Yep. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, it feels, and it feels very much just, you know, they, they were like, we need, we need a B plot that we can shoot in one hour with, two actors and one cameraman like what what's the easiest way to do this and they found it because they you know mark well what's the problem yeah so so mark mark is getting out of the chair and and brad is pushing him for some reason as he's getting out of the chair and mark spills grape soda on the couch cushion mind you we see him like drop a can and then we hear a weirdly 80 yard sploosh sound effect and then we get a shot of a couch cushion with a stain on it so that we don't even really see the thing happen but yeah. um he's uh, yeah so he's sp- there's a big purple stain on the couch and then uh he and brad try to clean it up but they only make the stain worse and uh the- and claybird transition back to the river so that's the first of many <laughs> uh goings on in the house 
and shocking that they chose this as their uh, problem because they had a, a solve of this very thing on Seinfeld. Wait, wait, that's you flip the cushion over, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, un, like, unless they're unless their cushions aren't like. I, I don't know. Like, the, if the bottom of the <laughs> cushion... Like grapes, there's an orange soda stain on the other side. <laughs> They've yeah, exactly. already used up every side of the every cushion. I mean, my, my question is, from this whole B-plot, is are, are stains that big a deal? Like, they're fucking grown-ass men at this point. Like, it's... I would believe that they would care this much. Like, oh, shit... Mom and dad are going to ground us. Or like Mark having is like, they're going to send me back to the boy store <laughs> or whatever. Some dumb shit yeah. from season one or two. But it's yeah. like, you, you're you taller than them. What are they yeah, going to do? You can beat them It's up. a stain. Yeah, like Brad has a job. Like he could just like buy a new couch cushion or yeah. just or just like, you know, when they get home, say, yeah, we spilled some grape soda the non-alcoholic kids beverage that we have around the house, uh, take it out of my allowance or I'll pay you 20 bucks to get it steam cleaned or something. It's, it's, yeah, right. you're right. The stakes of this are not very high for kids, especially because it's not like, it, it's nothing, it's not like a beer stain. It's not like a cigarette burn. Well, yeah, it becomes one, but yeah. Well, yeah, but in a, yeah, eh, God, okay. Um, in a way, yeah, okay. yeah. So let's move on. Let's move on. Clay, Claybird back to the, the, yes. Uh, Tim and the gang are out on the river. Uh, everything like they are fully whitewater rafting on a river. Every single word that they're saying is being ADR'd in, uh, which <laughs> is, so you're, you're kind of just watching some home videos that people are narrating over. And, um, yeah, Tim, <laughs> you know, they're going through rapids. Everyone is having fun, but Tim is just complaining the whole time that he's uh, not watching NASCAR. And uh, then they head for some more rapids. Yeah. More than that, Tim is like, this is where I'm completely lost and why I'm like, I, I, I'm almost offended that people are actually laughing at anything he says because he's sitting in the center of the raft, not rowing while yes. everybody else is rowing. Like they yes. are moving him around like a geary wrath of God. Like <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's missing are 8,000 monkeys. Uh, I, I don't I don't understand his position here. Like you're just why wouldn't any one of the four of them just go, Tim, fucking grab an oar, or I'm gonna bash you upside the head. I yeah, this this whole What episode, power does he hold here? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, sure well, okay, he is two two of the rafters boss. That's I guess that's well, the power that he fair. holds. I guess so. <laughs> But that's also a prime example of, I guess, why you shouldn't be friends with your boss. Um, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's weird, like, that, and it, again, it, it's what cheapens the show for all the other characters, is that all these people have taken so much time out of their life to do this, and they don't really seem to have, like, Tim is acting this way to them, and they're just like the, you know, video game NPC who is just, you know, <laughs> welcome to Whitefall. Welcome to Whitefall. Doesn't matter what you're doing. They're just like, oh, oh we enjoy rafting. We enjoy rafting. It's so. <laughs> yeah. It's the person know. in Red Dead Redemption that you accidentally kill and then they show up the next day and they don't care. <laughs> hey, mister. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, is, it's wait, weird. is Kernville in Red Dead Redemption too? <laughs> If it, it feel it feels like it is, except that in in that game you drown if you touch water, which um, oh, that's right. you know they, they, it comes close to happening here. Um, yeah, it, it's just 
I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to hold on to in this scene. I don't. Is is this the one where he's reading a magazine in the boat? No, no, that's no. later, and he can go fuck himself at that point. But a lot of this episode is is scenes, video footage of the cast in a whitewater raft with ADR of complaining over it, and it's it's hard to yeah. tell the scenes apart. Uh, this scene is really about Kyle, uh, explaining how the government's gonna kill everyone with, you know, television waves. Yeah, yeah, that's, what a, what a, what a crazy kook. What a strange set of beliefs. Let's break down that exchange for a second. Kyle says, you look kind of familiar, and Tim's like, well, I have a TV show, and Kyle's like, I don't have a TV. The government's sending out brainwashing waves through the television channels, and it's just like, wait, okay. So we're not going to resolve how you kind of why he looks familiar. Like just the writing itself doesn't make any sense. They, they joke wise. It doesn't make any sense. Story wise. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, even just basic interaction wise, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They kind of worked backwards from wanting him to say something about TV brainwaves. And it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, why does Tim look familiar to him? Also, like, it's not like he could plausibly see the show in California anyway. It seems like Tim is at best right. a regional host. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Also, it is it is ironic given that y- you could say in some level TV uh, a, or a certain kind of TV warped a lot of people's brains to the point that they now uh, have the beliefs that uh, that uh, Kyle has. Just, just more food for thought. The people who didn't own TVs right, right, actually right. maybe are the ones who came out right. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Jill and Kyle's wife. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. They're back at uh, they're back at camp because uh, Jill's you know uh, Kyle's wife is looking after Jill and uh, because she's got a light day of doing nothing but cobbling Kyle's shoes and making tree bark Ugh. soup for dinner, and um, you know Jill is not Jill is not super into uh, this as a meal and asks, well, aren't the people going to bring us? Uh, aren't the people from the rafting company going to bring us dinner? And uh, Kyle's wife says, oh, no, 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 you can't trust that poison. USDA stands for U.S. Deceives Americans. And, you know, that you get a laugh from that, and that's pretty much the scene. <laughs> well, I, I, Tim and uh, the crew come back oh, yes. uh, at the end of that scene um, from their, their first bout of rafting. Uh, Tim is complaining, and Jill's like, oh, you didn't have a good time? And Tim's like, uh, I'm just hungry, that's all. And like- uh, they they have some some bark stew as al comments this bark has bite and then laughs at his own <laughs> joke which i and like i like the enthusiasm in which richard karn delivers that I, I don't understand it as a joke but i mean i think he's just saying it's like a it's like a spicy you know oh man it's uh it's ah it's more piquant than i expected just literal. i mean the joke is alliteration well, no, I mean, like, like his bark is worse than his bite. So, like, this bark's got a little oh, bite to it. Uh, is this I like, got it. Is this like how you didn't didn't know that for richer or poorer is like a colloquialism, like that 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 sort of thing? There's just like certain phrases you you didn't you didn't hear. I that could quite well be true. That's why the whole the Barks root beer campaign Barks has bite. That's okay. That, I think that's actually where it comes from is Barks root beer. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we cut to a little bit later. It's nighttime. Um, they're sitting around the fire. Nobody can carry a tune, even though Wilson is playing on the harmonica and they're all trying to sing hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, then Kyle goes into his own refrain uh, for some sort of conspiracy verse. Um 
when all of a sudden a pair of bright lights illuminates them. Uh, no, it's not an alien spaceship, though they were friendly to him last time they arrived uh, to Kyle. And, and 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 Wilson and Tim now would would totally buy it if it was an alien spaceship. That's <laughs> true. I forgot about that. Oh uh, yeah. No, it's it's not an alien spaceship. It is the luxury luxury bus liner that Tim had paid extra money for when Jill wasn't looking. I don't know how he was going to not have her aware of this at any point, but uh, it has been delivered to him um, so that he can spend the night in luxury like a man does. I, I also, I just don't understand what this aspect of the story is like. He books this bus to come out that that is like a, just a luxury RV and then yeah. he sleeps in it and gets a good night's sleep and everyone else doesn't get any sleep and they're pissed at him. But then it doesn't really come up again. Like, why did we rent the RV? What is this What is this here for? What is it doing in the story? Like, I, how does Tim getting the... I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand why you're, this happens. You're not wrong. And, you know, I, I'm trying to learn my lesson from last season to not play Monday Morning Writer's Room. But... And I'm not going to write an entirely different episode. I'm just going to point that there are things in this episode that are indicating a certain type of story in which Tim is getting a little too big for his britches in terms of Mm -hmm. um, his star power. You know, it's a little going to his head. uh, And that could be the reason why he's acting the way he's acting. And if the story was people like, trying to tell Tim you're being an asshole and this this fame thing is going to your head, it would make sense. We don't have that, so instead what we have is things going to Tim's head and everyone acquiescing to it, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, so yeah, you're saying that Tim Allen in the late 90s wouldn't have liked a story in which people are telling him that his fame is going to his head and he's <laughs> being too demanding of the people around him? That wouldn't I mean, have... That, 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 I, that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it would indicate that Tim Taylor's story might be going in that direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so no, no other parallels. Excellent point, and and I, I think that's I don't think that's Monday morning writers' rooming. I think that's just that's just good cultural commentary and analysis. Um, and now I'm going to messily transition from that to just my favorite moment from the entire episode i know that i talked a <laughs> lot too. about the it's cake earlier easily uh, the same same moment i knew it when it happened I, and i also wa- watching this episode a month ago and then kind of halfway remembering this episode for the past month coming up to this before watching it again today i i kept replaying this in my head over and over again and laughing this is by <laughs> far the funniest thing in the episode and i think uh, it might be an all-time al moment do you do you want to do it no, I don't. The lights are shining on them. They're not aliens, okay. Oh, it looks like it's some kind of big luxury RV. Oh, and they all get up and start running. And Al jumps up from his sleeping bag and just goes, Maybe it's the Oak Ridge Boys! <laughs> I just, oh my god. Rolling on the floor, laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> a perfect a perfect marriage of of band and person who would like said band and the yes, excitement yeah. and enthusiasm with which he would treat them showing up. and the fact that he would just <laughs> expect them to show up like superheroes 
Uh, yeah, I don't think you could. Uh, yeah, the moment is is perfect in and of itself, and uh, at the risk of ruining it, it I, I think it could have only been better if, as he ran off screen, there was just like a little eighty-yard line. I hope they play Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord knows they did plenty of ADR on this episode. They could have added. Yeah, I know. That. I know. <laughs> So the, the this bus shows up and uh, Jill is Jill is surprised and pissed at Tim for having booked this because the whole point of this was to get out and rough it and this is where where Tim tells Jill that I didn't actually want to do this I wanted to watch the NASCAR race and she's upset that Tim didn't tell her that and he criticizes her for always planning out his birthday and never letting him do his own thing and and she gets mad at him for not being honest about what he wanted and they like he goes to sleep in the rv and everyone else sleeps outside on the the ground because i guess because tim and jill had a fight that means everybody else doesn't get a good night's sleep either (laughs) well i like that they're they're committed to the the back to basics package that jill had got them all uh like yeah i i kind of would too like i don't want to after the way tim behaved that day like Thank God there's a wall that can separate him and me. <laughs> okay, honestly, that does make sense. I I, just, I guess there I wish there'd just been a scene where they then lock yeah. him in the RV and push it into well, the river. The larger question is, why are they just sleeping in sleeping bags out in the open? Why don't they have a tent? Yeah, yeah, like, like presumably the, if the rafting company was going to bring you food, presumably they would also supply you with, you know, a pad to sleep on and a tent and things like that. Yeah, so I, I have a time frame question for you because we we start at the campfire they're all sitting around singing and doing all that stuff when the the bus arrives then we cut to later and we get the second of Heidi's lines that I think should have gotten a much bigger laugh than it does because uh Alice snoring no one can sleep and Heidi just goes what does anybody know what time it is (laughs) which is just it's just good and uh she doesn't get much of a laugh and that's sad um, yeah. but they're all trying to sleep and Tim comes out looking like he's stepped out of a, a you know, five-star hotel, his hair slicked back, he's wearing a robe and he says, uh, actually, I think he has a Radisson, uh, I'm trying to look at the logo right now. I have it <laughs> playing in the background. I, it looks like it almost says the Radisson on it, but probably the, not. R, the, the R V stands for Radisson. Radisson vehicle. I mean, this is this is the same show that earlier in the episode, they replaced uh Tic Tac with Vic. <laughs> they had a stand of Tic Tacs and they called them Vic. So they're clearly not going to use the Radisson logo here. Um, yeah. Anyway, bringing back to what I said at the early, the, the what I wanted to earmark at the beginning of this episode in the tool time scene about the hypocrisy of Tim. He is up his own ass about the buttercream filling and chevron icing. But yeah, he says that he has cheese blintzes in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what, what, what the, f- where, what fucking logic am I supposed to work with you with, Tim? Like, I, I at think... this point, I could better understand Benny. Like, I don't <laughs> under, I don't like Benny, but you I can at don't. least respect his position. Like, I know <laughs> what box to put you in. I, I know, I know where Benny stands on the issues. Donuts, good. Responsibilities, bad. Like, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's about it. Yeah, Tim is yeah. all over the place. Um, I think I think what it probably what it comes down to is that Chiffon is kind of a fancy founding, fancy sounding, slightly effeminate seeming uh, French name, and Blintz is a but single he, <laughs> syllable, and it has a Z at the end, which 
Tim thinks is cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refute that right out the gate because when he starts making his devil food cake at the beginning, he says Sucian of butter. Okay, true. All right, you got me. You got me one for one. Um, <laughs> because the okay, because the blintz is filled with cheese and real men like cheese, Saginaw cheese, cheese that's good, something like that. Like maybe that's like a more manly filling for a pastry. I, there's no defense. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> okay. All right. I agree with you. It does not make any sense though. You can't be a snob about baked goods and then be like. Also, who's who's like. In a luxury accommodation on vacation, it's like, you know what I want to do right now? I want to bake some complicated breakfast pastries myself in the oven. <laughs> like, it'd be one thing if it's like, oh, they got cheese blintzes. But it's like, I made cheese blintzes. It's a, it's a weird flex. Instead of Tim whining, can we just get an episode about his secret love of baking? Yes, actually, can we please? He feels weird about it, so it's a thing he does in private, and he's always claiming that other people... Yeah, he's bringing cookies to, to Tool Time, and, oh, Tim, this is great, you bake these? Oh, uh, no, Jill made these. I thought Jill was a terrible cook. Oh, uh, no, she got good at it. Like, way better. Way, way better. Or but <laughs> That's, oh, man, that's exact... That would That would be... Um, that would be an incredible episode. I, I would I would love that uh, very much. I would also love it if we, like, the reason that he baked the cheese blintzes is because we see inside the RV and he's just sitting awake like he's a total wreck. He's like, why did I do this? I, my friends all came out here. I've been so shitty to them all day. Fuck, I don't deserve their love. Oh my God, I'm so bad. What am I going to do? How am I going to make this right? Uh, I'll bake them something else. Stay up all night and I'll bake this thing and that'll make it all okay. Like, you know, just, just BoJack Horseman it up a little bit. You know, just yeah. show that he has deep-seated mental health issues that are driving all this. No, um really. anyway so back at the house uh we find that uh <laughs> yep. mark and brad have made the stain even worse uh mark yep. says well i thought mom said that red wine gets out soda stains and brad goes no idiot soda water gets out wine stains that's kind of funny point is they they poured a bunch of red wine on the couch cushion and as brad points out now the ho whole house smells like booze so we have to get rid of the smell and the stain and then they decide let's yep. try bleaching it so okay I have two main things right out the gate with this. A, yeah. in the uh, Tim and Jill on vacation story, it's overnight. It's three in the morning. We cut back to the house. Brad and it, Mark are still working on the couch cushion. What What's going on here with the time? Uh, it's 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 a real Empire Strikes Back kind of thing. Like, are they are they fleeing the Empire for for months and months, or is Luke's Jedi training like taking place over the course of two afternoons? It's hard to say. It's it is impossible to say. Also, just the logic of the writing of this episode, which is just really poor, is Brad knows that you take wine out with a soda, but then his solution is bleach. I, you know, look, here's the thing, though. Brad, not the brightest boy. We know this. That's true to his character. That's a, that's kind of a, also, t teenage boys, you know, find ways to, to be dumb even when they should be smart. So I'm going to give that one a pass. That's realistic writing. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I, I'm not going to, I'm losing my will to argue here, but um, it's that, just not a I've funny B-plot. I think that's the the bottom line. Anyway, it, we yeah, go it's, it's, from it's great. we go from home back to uh, Jill and Kyle's wife. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna stop calling her Kyle's wife, Luann. Luann, um, king of the hill, uh, <laughs> sitting sitting by a the, the dock sitting, of the bay. 
yeah, yeah just sitting by the dock of the bay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they're sitting uh, like, well, Tim is out on the raft, uh, with everybody else. He's just like reading a magazine and not participating. We've got Jill with Luann and she's saying, oh, maybe next year I should just let Tim plan his own birthday. And she, I don't know, says something about how, oh God, what is it? We, you know, marriage is more important than ever because like the aluminum foil companies are coming for us or something. Just, I I don't have it verbatim, but what she says is worse i mean the conspiracy thing she says is whatever like i expect that out of her character right now but the the point that they have jill go wow that's really uh, perceptive of you is uh she says something like we have to do what it takes to uh you know make our marriages work oh god it, it, it like is she's saying this as she's cobbling her husband's shoe like mm-hmm. this is old school stuff like it is really hard to to stomach and to see jill go wow yeah you're right that's very perceptive of you (laughs) it's just like this is a slap in the face to the progress that that character has made through the show i i really i really do need to be trying harder to be nice to the guy who's being a huge asshole to me like now now (laughs) look there it is it is true like it's not realistic to jill's character that she would completely ignore all the things tim has said and book this trip but even if like let's just take that for granted that she has done it it is true that like yeah she could learn the lesson of like i just need to be better about communicating what my plans are much in the same way that tim needs to be better about communicating with me you know we both have something to give here okay great that's fine but that's just she yeah she's not taking that lesson here it's just like yeah tim will be an asshole to me sometimes for reasons i can't understand and that's just how life is yep yep cool we go back uh, onto the boat where Tim is being an asshole to everybody else, and uh, they they all start arguing. This is what I really wanted to just I, I don't know maybe maybe it's being a dead horse or whatever the the PETA friendly version of that phrase is. Yeah, beating a dead impossible horse. <laughs> being being a plant based horse. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what's happening on the raft now is. Tim has been complaining so much that everybody else is turning on each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just become this, like, he has ruined the trip for everybody else. And there is no repercussions for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, Al is yelling at Wilson. Wilson's telling Al to shut up. Debbie, or uh, Heidi is telling everybody to shut up. Tim, of course, gets the last word in to say, you know, we all need to shut up. And uh, of course, Kyle can't take the voices anymore and, you know, jumps off board and leaves the four of them to themselves. Be- because the, the point be- is like, it's not just that, that Kyle, like Kyle is having trouble with the voices. And then Tim yells incoming into his ear, specifically trying to trigger, trigger a flashback. So he jumps out of the yeah. boat. Like Tim sabotages every aspect of this. And it's just like, it's such a vile thing. It's just not fun to watch people start to turn on each other like it's not funny and it's like they have the audience queued up laughing at them yelling shut up at each other like these people who a few minutes ago were having an incredibly fun time and laughing and running around together like it's the scene just makes you reflect on how much tim has truly ruined everyone's experience and that we're supposed to find it funny i just it just isn't and then, of course, you know, once Kyle jumps off, that's the minute that it turns into, you know, uh, Category 4 
whitewater, you know, storm mm-hmm. uh, that they all have to like work together suddenly to to do this. And at this point, I'm like, didn't we see this? <laughs> In I don't know four movies that we've watched with the boys at this point. Oh, I mean, I mean, what we're oh well, okay. Oh, shit, you're right. They are in a river and they are in peril. They didn't fall into the river, so no, it's, it's not, true. It's not quite there. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, un, well, not only does this does like having to get through these rapids together make them have to stop bickering and and mend fences and get well they don't really mend fences they just stop bickering and then it's like everything is fine but also this makes tim like whitewater rafting like even though yeah. on screen we've seen them go through rapids before and it's a lot of just whoa and it's like yeah. but this time it's just a little more of them going whoa and then by the end of it tim is like this is great this is amazing oh this is the best birthday ever it's like well what wait what you you've been miserable for two days and then this type of raft like when whitewater rafting without the certified guide in the raft is all that it took for you to suddenly stop being a dick yeah and i just i hate that this whole thing is predicated on the whims of his emotions like Mm -hmm. he's a dick so he's gonna make it miserable for everybody else but suddenly he's having a good time and so everyone can have a good time again it's just like why 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 does he hold that power Tell yes. him to go fuck himself. I don't care if it's his birthday. He's old enough care. to be, you know, a man about it. Quit being a baby. Yeah. Look, Br- Brad and Mark are old enough to be able to deal with a grape soda stain on a couch cushion. And Tim is old enough to be able to deal with his friends telling him off for ruining their trip. Yeah. Yeah. But nope. I guess he's not. Uh, and we go back to the the stinger where um, uh, they come home from the trip. And... Oh, well- uh, well, wait, wait, no, no, there's something, am I skipping over something? You're skipping over important here in this very in this very dense, meticulously plotted episode. They they make it through the rapids okay, and then we're back at the at the camp where Jill and uh, Jill and Luann are talking to Kyle, who has swum back to shore, and are saying, "How could you leave them?" And then all of them come running back, cheering and talking about how much fun they had. And Tim says, "Oh yeah, this is the greatest trip ever. This is the best birthday. Thanks so much for planning it, honey." He says, "I'm having so much fun. I want to stay another day." And everyone goes, "Yeah." And it's like, "Well, wait. What about wait? Uh, Heidi has a baby. What's her childcare? So, like, you're just <laughs> unilaterally extending." the trip for everybody also if you've been on this trip where for the past like two days you can't get any sleep and then the person you're there for is being a dick to everybody and then all of a sudden he starts being nice spontaneously and says you know what let's extend this trip like me i would be trying to finagle a way to get out of the trip sooner having him then make me stay longer to continue to be prey to his like whims and emotions i that's that's a horror movie it is uh i'm not gonna I, I said my piece on it, uh, but I 100% agree with you. I think it is terrifying and terrible, and I, I, um, I don't, I don't like how we started this season. I, I, I and also just going to point out in this scene, you know, he tells Jill, "Oh, this is great. This is best birthday ever. I love whitewater rafting." He never says, "I, hey, I'm sorry. I should have been more open right. with you. I'm sorry for being a dick. Like you, you were right to be upset. I think I was right to." be upset in my own way but that doesn't justify my behavior none of this none of this no it's just let's yeah listen i i've been thinking about this a lot over the last uh, seven seasons that we've done of this show and i i have come to the realization that not every episode can end with a like let's you know have a 2022 you know communication uh demonstration here of how (laughs) a healthy relationship should be sure Uh, you know but 
at the same time, to have zero of it, zero acknowledgement of how he's been behaving, uh, you know, no room for that written into the episode to just kind of have some sort of comeuppance or, or, you know, turn of face emotionally for yeah. Tim, uh, with the other characters and his relationships is like, that's where it loses me. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there needs to be a big, you know, dialogue at the end of like, Oh, I, I've been an asshole and you know, this is, you know, I'm clearly going through something or, you know, I should have recognized this or that or the other thing. I think those things are good. And, but I think that that text should be subtext mm -hmm. uh, for what's happening. And it isn't, it's just, I'm a dick and uh, this is how I feel. And you know, however I feel is how this whole thing's going to be dictated. You better like it. Yep. He uh, truly is a dictator. Uh, that is, that is the case. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just, uh, no, none of this meant anything where it's that his actions had no consequences and everyone is totally fine with it. Go, I don't know, maybe, but also we've never been whitewater rafting. Maybe going through some rapids without a guide would fix all the problems in our life and our, and, you know, <laughs> and all of our interpersonal problems with everybody who we feel has ever wronged us. Oh, maybe. Let's, uh, than let's do the stinger and, and get through this. Yeah. So we get back home. Tim and Jill, you know, come in, drop off their stuff, shout for the boys. Boys aren't home. They walk into the living room and there's no couch. The couch is gone. They're, they they have no couch. And they're both... Did we pack it? Bewildered. Which is kind of funny. Kind of a funny line. That was kind of a funny... Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> which put me in mind of like, oh, that's when the show is funny. Is is when they're, you know, dealing with humor, humorous parental situations. You know, like, teenagers make weird decisions. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I appreciate seeing the parent perspective of like... Because I've done weird things thinking that, like, oh, yeah, no one will know if I do it this way. Or, like, they'll, they'll think some, something else happened if I do this. I don't know. I'm thinking of something, like, re with report cards or something. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just from the parent's perspective to go, okay, we don't have a couch. That's weird. What did the kids do? <laughs> <laughs> we got I got a mystery on our hands. Like, I, I as, as much as this, as this B-plot wasn't necessarily great, I kind of love that they... I love how much negative space they use to tell the joke where it's like, yes, let's, let's use bleach. And then instead of like successive scenes of it's just the couch is gone and it just kind of the yeah. joke finishes itself. The boys are gone. The couch is gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I appreciate that. Um, uh, yes, I agree. Um, do you have anything else from this episode that we didn't touch on? Uh, no, but I still feel like we should spend another, like, hour or two just talking about it and, like, really living in it, you know? Just just really just well, getting, getting into the muck of this episode. Let's see if you can sum it up, because, uh, Sherman, what do we learn this episode? Uh, we, we, learned, we learned that it's... We learned that when you feel that you're being buffaloed into doing something you don't want to do, you have to make a choice. You can choose to grin and bear it and, and just go through with it, or you can choose to not do it and be honest about the fact that you don't want to do it, but uh, the middle ground of doing it and complaining the entire time is not acceptable. What, what did you learn this week? Um, I, I'm going to set the accent aside and uh, just point out the scene from UHF where uh, the game show contestant opens up the box 
uh, rather than choosing the fish. And uh, the host saying, nothing. <laughs> we, we've learned nothing in this episode. You know, I'm gonna set aside. Uh, I'm gonna set aside the accent as well, and quote that uh, same uh, that that same host uh, speaking to uh, Tim Taylor and say, "You so stupid." Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So, well, I, uh, I, do we shake hands now? Uh, what, what is this? I haven't done this in <laughs> so long. <laughs> We have an important question that we have to answer. Oh, uh, right. Oh, God. The grunt count. Yeah. The very premise of this show. I mean, listen, guys, it's been a while. We weren't, we weren't counting grunts in For Richer or Poorer. Um, yeah, I, it, zero. <laughs> zero grunts. There's no grunting that in this That was going to be my guess, yeah. Near, oh, well, shit. I guess I should have let you guess, but um, I don't think you possibly could have guessed wrong. No, there there are no grunts. I almost feel like... Uh, listen, I'm, I'm again not going to speculate on where Tim Allen is, but uh, with the kind of um, uh, star persona that Tim Taylor is putting out there, mm-hmm. it almost feels like grunts are below him at this point. Yes, I, I would be hard pressed to think if we get very many grunts at all this season. Do, I mean, have we talked about that video you sent me of Patricia Richardson being interviewed by a young John Stewart? Oh my God! Yes, a while ago that came out. Uh, came on through Instagram. Um, one of the Patricia Richardson fan accounts, uh, I think, had posted that, but I'd forgotten about that. What What exactly um, was in it? So okay, so John Stewart. I think this is even before Daily Show. I think this is when he had some other like celebrity interview show. Is interviewing Patricia Richardson. It seems to be the last season of Home Improvement. And he's asking her, you know, are you, ex- you know, are you excited to be finally away from all the grunting? Are you excited to get the show over with and not have to hear grunting anymore? And Patricia Richardson says, no, there's really not that much grunting anymore because Tim doesn't like doing it. I'm just so excited to never have to hear anybody talk about a big block engine anymore. I don't even know what a big block is. Um, so, A, hilarious queen, we must stand. Uh, but then, but first and foremost, Tim doesn't like the grunts, like, so the reason there's less grunting is because of a conscious choice on the part of Tim mm-hmm. Allen. That is that is like the biggest revelation, I think, in the history of this podcast. This is like the Rosetta Stone for understanding <laughs> our core mission and why there yeah, is so much less grunting. With every answer, two more questions arise. I mean, Sarah it Koenig still doesn't here. answer whether or not there's a correlation between the uh, diminishing of grunts and the increase in fart jokes. <laughs> well, if I had to guess, it's probably that that a grunt is harder on Tim Allen's uh, vocal cords, whereas a fart joke will just fly off the tongue uh, uh, freely and uh, without any consequence whatsoever, <laughs> except yeah, for your okay. soul. Um, that's I don't know. That that's that that's my thinking at least. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, look, I've heard that the guy who does the voice of Donald Duck for the Disney animated shows, it, like, has stipulations with them like i can do this voice for like one hour a day so you've got like i'll only do it so much and then i am done so you you give me what you want i'm not doing extra takes this fucks up my vocal cords and so maybe tim you know tim is a basically (laughs) glorified all that fake swearing that donald duck does is just (laughs) it's just the voice actor getting it out of his system it must be hard to fake swear 
that much. Like if I if I had to just kind of improvise some fake swearing, I'd stumble onto a fuck or a shit eventually, and then you know, and then you're getting canceled from uh, from Disney Channel. That then Ducktales is done. No oh, man. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So uh. So yeah. Yeah. So I guess we we learned that about grunts, but uh. And that's maybe cool. that's why there was no grunting this week. Tim was Tim was complaining too much about it. Uh okay well you know what Truman we're back for season eight it's our final season yes uh I think we can safely say at this point we do have our next project lined up but we're not gonna reveal anything about it just mm-hmm. yet except to, to say yes <laughs> I guess it's perfect except to say nothing uh, yeah. except to say that we will continue after grunt work. I, I think I think all I can say about our next project is uh, to quote Landon from last season. I'll never tell. Um, <laughs> uh, but you we will hire falsetto. You, you really gotta like really uh, squeeze those balls into the the cavity of your body to get that <laughs> voice out there. It doesn't get cold enough out here for that to happen. I gotta I gotta I gotta, I gotta do this in an ice bath. Um, and also, it's incorrect because we will eventually tell you probably when eventually. we're doing the new podcast. So I'll eventually yeah. tell. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, even though I, hopefully that softens the blow that this is the last season of home improvement and, uh, uh, we will continue forth unless, unless you're just here for Tim Allen in which I have to apologize for this entire episode. I mean, if you're, if you're just here for Tim Allen, I have to congratulate you for listening to this much opprobium about someone who you actually like, um, and, and passing no judgments. Um, Look, I, yeah, I, I think, and also, but also, I don't think anybody's, like, ups, too upset about us going away when they've heard us say that there's 27 episodes this season, and we're probably yeah. going to do some kind <laughs> of, you know, super spectacular. Like, yeah. like, our show will be on for the foreseeable future of your life. Just don't even worry about it. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I refuse to be doing this. I, I said I wanted to be done by 40. Now it's... As long as we're done before I'm done being 40, like as long as I'm not 41 and we're doing this show, I'll be happy. Look, you know what? I and I I'm going to say that I feel partially responsible because I was the one who who early in the pandemic was like, oh, what if we only did it every two weeks? Uh, and so that definitely <laughs> fucked up our timeline. And I also regret fucking up our time. Like if we'd started this just a little bit sooner, we could have watched this episode at the height of the um, cakes pretending to be things that aren't cakes uh, fandom. <laughs> and then I, I, we could have gotten a boost out of that. We could have promoted that on social media. But, uh, oh, you know, well. could have, should have, would have. Right, folks? Yeah. Let's get out of here. It's good. Yes. Here. Yes. It's. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Oh, uh, <laughs> what do we do? How do we end the show? Is there a button? <laughs> do we shake hands? <laughs> you, you give me a second to not laugh to get into the outro. T- typically, my jokes aren't funny, so that's you know I, I didn't think that was impacting you. <laughs> Grunt work is made possible by our patrons. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show and continue to create the show, I want to I just want to give a, a special thanks to all of our patrons who have continued to support us through our uh, season's break. Yes, um, so thank you so much for that. Uh, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod or leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts because it's the easiest and freest way to get people to listen to this show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram where we will be back this season, I promise. Uh, or visit our website at www.gruntworkpod.com. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you said at Gruntwork Pod, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm at not Grunt really Work listening God. that hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
at, at Gruntwork Pod, everybody. And then the website is called www.gruntworkpodcast.com. So go there too. Um, where you can get other information on today's episode uh, and sign up for our weekly newsletter, which will also be back. And uh, until next week, when we bring you the second episode of the last season of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, the U.S. actually does deceive Americans. 